Um, so you were asking me about highlights from New Zealand. Yeah. So like, what were the best things? Um, discovering that so help me Todd is on air in New Zealand was a pretty big moment. (laughs) (laughs) I was surprised it made it there. Um, I am actually, I'm, I am surprised. (laughs) I'm shocked that that's like one of the things that was airing on like their network channels was so help me Todd. Do they dub it? So they have New Zealand accents. Whatever it takes. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm your old pal, Pat Celestine Arabella Driscoll. I made that same joke in the blurb that I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back, baby. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. And it feels good, Rach. You were gone for a hundred days. How long? So How many long. days? How uh, many days? 25. It's a lot of days. It's a lot of days. And then I was in California for some days in the beginning. And then I was traveling for an indeterminate amount of time because I changed a lot of time zones. Well, I'm happy to have you back. You missed the Oscars. Did you did you, did you need me to tell you what happened? No, I was actually in New Zealand on a Monday when it was happening, so I could look oh. it up. So, yeah, okay. I wasn't in the air like I thought I would be. Oh, so you know what happened at the Oscars. I do, I do. No Can slaps. you remind me? I don't remember. It was um, so long ago. I'm just kidding. I remember. Yes. The Whale. The Whale. <laughs> Your favorite movie, right? I watched, uh, speaking of the Oscars, I watched The Fablemans on one of my flights, um, and I fell asleep during it. And yeah, that's what that's what the Fablemans is for. And I woke back up and I was like, oh, this seems like it's just a continuation of what I'd fallen asleep like right before. So I was like, I feel like I didn't miss anything. I don't think I need yeah, to go back no. and watch it again. It's kind of the beauty of the Fablemans. You could kind of just like put yeah. it on zone out for a bit. I liked it. I enjoyed it. We've I, talked about ooh, it I did not care for Michelle Williams performance. In um, I agree with you. I will agree with you. I am a big Michelle Williams fan in general, mm-hmm. and I totally agree. I think she's not good in it. Mm-mm. I think, but I also think that that is exactly what he asked her to do. Probably. Yeah. Because I think that is what his mother was genuinely like, like because yeah. from what I, I heard a story that, and again, I love that you were in New Zealand for fucking uh, 25 days and we're talking about The Fablemans, a movie that no one t- no one will talk about again for the, the entirety of human creation. But let's talk, let's get one more thing out about The Fablemans. Um, I heard that Steven Spielberg had his brother or sister, I don't know, a sibling, mm-hmm. uh, on the set on one of the days that they were shooting Michelle Williams and they said... Something along the lines of, oh, my God, it felt like mom. I was watching mom. Wow. Like, So I think that he, she did what she, she was She did asked. a good job. It's just that his mom is very annoying. <laughs> I told you, I think when we talked about it, the lie. I was out right at the beginning of the movie when she's like, movies are dreams that you don't wake up from or whatever the fucking corny ass yeah, lie yeah. is. And she's dancing. I'm like, I don't. I'm not. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. Spoiler. I fell asleep um, right when he figures out that his mom's cheating on his dad with uh seth rogan yes and 
from the pictures that he's developing, like the film he's developing, um, or like just editing rather. And, um, then not totally true because that's actually Brian De Palma's story. Brian De Palma Ah. found out Steven Spielberg's father, uh, sorry, Steven Spielberg's mother did cheat on the father with the father's like best friend Mm -hmm. and left the family. Mm -hmm. And the father, it was, it was, I think this is true. Mm-hmm. Again, it's deep. Don't take everything I say for real. <laughs> but the fa- he Steven Spielberg did not discover that. Mm-hmm. The father wanted him was it was so important to the father that Steven Spielberg that his the kids were not angry with the mom. Mm. That like the father let them believe that he just left. Oh. Brian De Palma's father mm-hmm. had an affair. And Brian De Palma followed the father and like took video of it and basically like <laughs> outed the father to the mother. Wow. So I, and they're very good friends. So he was, I think, taking, so it's not everything is stories, actually yeah. Steven Spielberg's life. Yeah. There's bits, there's, it, it, ultimately that is what happened, but. Yeah. So I fell asleep like right after he figured it out and then I woke up and they were getting divorced and I was like, I just missed the messy middle. <laughs> Yeah, you're fine. That's the fable wins. Yeah, but it was good. I watched that. I watched some. I watched uh, Taika Waititi's Boy because they had all New Zealand made stuff on uh, Air New Zealand flights. I don't know that. It's from 2010. Um, it was a good film. Um, it's about like a, a Maori kid who is obsessed with Michael Jackson in the 80s, and his dad had been gone most of his life, and his dad comes back. And his mom had died when he was a kid. And it's a comedy. It's like, you know, they're having a lot of fun and there's a lot of jokes and stuff like that. But it's about like his relationship with his little bit out there dad who's like, you know, didn't really care about being a father. And dad's played by Taika Waititi. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's pretty, it was pretty good. I'm not going to see it. No. I'm not going to see but it. But if you're on an Air New Zealand flight ever, they'll probably have it yeah, on there. I'm not going to watch it. I was it. hoping there was another uh, New Zealand movie that I wanted to watch. I think it's called Dark Horse. It's about... Uh, a chess player, a famous chess player, I think. Uh, but one of the producers or creators is someone who was on the tribe. Wait, is it, um, are you trying, are you talking about the queen's gambit? Are you confusing this with the queen's <laughs> gambit, the famous show from Netflix? But... No, it's, it's not that one. It's uh, not I, thought, that I thought you, you should talk about searching for Bobby Fisher, the movie from the nineties. It's not called dark horse. What is it called? <clears throat> searching for Bobby Fisher. I think from the nineties, that's what you're thinking of the movie from the 1990s. I got no. It is called the Dark Horse. It is called okay. the Dark Horse. That's why. But how you doing otherwise, Rachel? You feeling good? You jet lagged? Are you over it? How you feeling? Oh, I'm incredibly jet lagged. So sorry if I'm slow about things. Oh, it's in the ten best movies about chess on Vulture. <laughs> there are, and there are eleven movies about chess. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder which one movie didn't make it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. What's the best movie about chess? Can you please tell me well, what just, what's the number let me see one? If they, if they Maybe rate it's them or one. if it's just that they're saying that they're, these are the ten of them. No, I don't care. I want to know what they have it. Oh, what? sorry. Now it's now when I brought it up, it's ten essential movies about chess. All right. So, wait, so what is ten essential movies about chess? Oh, one. Okay. Let me tell you what number one. one is. Yeah. Tell me what number one is. Searching for Bobby Fisher. Yep. Searching for That's Bobby Fisher. That's number one. What's number two? Fresh. 
from 1994. Oh, Fresh is a good movie. Fresh is better than Searching for Bobby Fischer. Yeah, and then Computer Chess is three. Oh, I see that. I saw that as well. Queen of Cotway is four. That one I don't know. And then The Dark Horse is five. Okay, what's six? We'll do them all now. (laughs) Now we're in it. We're doing them all. Brooklyn Castle. I don't know that one. Seven is Bobby Fischer Against the World, the documentary. Um, Eight is Pawn Sacrifice. Never heard of it. Nine is The Luzhin Defense. Oh, sleeping through this one. What do we and got? What? Ten is game over. Kasparov and the machine. I don't know any of those. The top five. But I let was me there for. let me tell you a little bit about the dark horse, just so you know a little bit more about it. Um, I'm sure the cl- broomhead, the poor broomheads, haven't heard us talk about Degrassi in a fucking month, and now you're going <laughs> to go like, on and on about, about this New Zealand uh-huh, chess uh-huh. movie that no one's heard of. Mm-hmm. But please, I want to hear it now. <laughs> so this is the blurb about it. Cliff Curtis, forever underrated, plays Genesis Patini, a Maori man who might be the greatest chess player in New Zealand's history, but also suffers from severe bipolar disorder. Okay. Um, that's it? That's, I mean, that's the blurb that Vulture gives. So I thought, I thought this was going to be like a juicy blurb. Sorry, I didn't it write me. it. I know. Just so that you, you knew a little it. bit more about it because I'm like, I don't remember what this movie was called, but it's. And then they had Flight of the Concord. So I watched a bunch of old episodes of Flight of the Concord. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, I'm glad to know what you watched on the plane. Nothing yeah. about the actual trip, but I'm, I'm happy to. <laughs> can, I, the Brumans are going to be excited <laughs> to know what you watched on the plane. Oh, yeah. And the Brumans are going to be excited to know that in the last episode, we were talking about the OC, and then I watched almost all of the OC since we last talked about it. I'm in season four right now. And you'll love it. I'm loving it. It's great. Da-da-da-da-da. Fiona, Celestine, Arabella coin. <laughs> What'd you think of all Fiona? So well, I guess we'll get to it. <laughs> How you doing, Pat? I'm great. I couldn't be better. The kids are off for spring break. Oh, boy. <sighs> but then they These go are back all, to school. Here's all the things that happened since I saw you. The Oscars. WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. All of like the tent poles of my year have yeah. happened since the last time I spoke to you. Uh that's pretty much it. Those are like the two. How things. was it? Which one? WrestleMania? Yeah. Well, WrestleMania was fucking great until the last three seconds of it. And uh-huh. otherwise, what a show. What a t- two nights of just pure greatness. And then the last three seconds happened and we all went, oh God, fuck you. Um, but otherwise, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, here are the things that happened since last time I saw you. The Oscars, uh, WrestleMania, and the Super Mario Brothers movie. movie. <laughs> Which, like, everyone and their kids, I know, went to see it. I but reason- it was literally only people with their kids. Yes, did you take Max to I see it? sure as shit did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stopped over at Applebee's first for some chicken tendies. And nice. uh, I had a beer, like a good father with his son at a, at a right before a 12.30 p.m. movie. <laughs> and um, we fucking rocked it. I fell asleep a couple times, like you and the Fablemans. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I fall asleep during movies all the time. But Max loved it. I had fun. Jack Black was very fun in it. He did a very, mm-hmm. he did play the role of Bowser, the oh. evil lord of Toontown. He'd be a good Bowser. That makes sense. It's funny because I didn't know he was in in the film and Mm -hmm. he is Bowser throughout. And then Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize until he sang a song and then I went, oh, shit, it's Jack Black. (laughs) And then he was talking again and he does such a great job that I was Mm -hmm. like, 
wait, is he only the singing part? Like, is it someone else? And then Jack Black does the songs because he really did like, you know, everyone else just goes like, hey, it's me. Like, they don't change their voice. Yeah. I mean, does Luigi just sound like Charlie Day? A hundred percent. Like there was no. <laughs> he doesn't have an accent. They do not have accents, but they talk about wow. it. They make they make jokes about it. You're talking about like a Mr. Del Rossi accent or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, and Chris Pratt, too. No, they make a joke about it. So they, mm-hmm. like it opens where they're doing like this commercial, and they do have the accent. It's a me, Mario. And then they cut to them in real life, and they're like, yeah, we really got to play it up for the cameras. Oh. So Chris Pratt just talks like Chris Pratt, and Charlie Day just talks like Charlie Day. Wow, they don't even sound like brothers. <laughs> That's on the poster. They don't even sound like brothers. Rachel Ichnowski. <laughs> Rachel Ichnowski. Yeah, that's me. Get it right. Well, yeah, anyway. so I missed so I missed the Oscars. I missed WrestleMania. I missed the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> I missed April Fools. Yeah, well, you did miss that. I didn't hear about any great jokes. Although my uh, a friend of my sister's that I'm also friends with. <gasps> Sorry, so you missed something else. But um, I'll, go ahead. I was like, she uh, she always gets her husband for April Fools every year, and she put fish in the toilet, and was like, I don't know where they came from. <laughs> They're just there, <laughs> like not goldfish, but like similar, like small fish. Were they store. alive? <laughs> yeah. And they fish them out and then they put them in a fish bowl. That's actually because, you know, I think so oftentimes people just do April Fool's and they just like tell someone a lie. And it's like, that's not a prank. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it when it's a little bit. No, it's not a prank. You got to do something better. But that. So did he fall for it? Yeah. He was like, what, what a fucking fuck? schmuck. It's like he should know by now that it's April 1st. You would think, but you forget. Like you just go into. Do they have kids and stuff? They do. They do. They yeah, kids, like yeah. you're not thinking about it. <laughs> Similar There's age to fish. your kids. <laughs> There's fish in the toilet. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's genuinely funny. So what else did I miss? You missed the Oscars. To recap, you missed mm-hmm. the Oscars. You missed WrestleMania. You missed April Fool's Day. You missed the Super Mario Brothers movie, and then you missed Donald Trump getting arrested. Oh my God, that was Donald the Trump best. got indicted. That was the best. You missed Opening Day, baseball Opening Day. You missed. Yeah. Well, they had the Baltimore one here actually the day I got back because they it was supposed to be Thursday, but it was rainy, so they pushed it right. to Friday. Right. But also, yeah, but the, they, they started on they the They had started, but the, the Camden Yards opening day, which was sold out, they beat those Yanks. You want to hear a terrible thing? Well, it's probably not a terrible thing. You can cut this out if you okay. want. And I might ask you to cut it out. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But if I don't ask you to cut it out, leave this part in about me saying that I should cut it out. <laughs> I've been listening to so, a lot of the West Wing Weekly lately, like going back because I hadn't finished it. And there's a lot of things that they're like, cut this later. And they hadn't cut <laughs> And they never cut it. <laughs> well, this you, you decide what to do with this. This might put me on some kind of a list. Um, so I'm watching Donald Trump surrender to like the fucking court or whatever mm-hmm. he's driving up and they're showing like the, the drive the fucking mm-hmm. show of the car pull up and then he pulls up and then he steps out and then he's waving to the crowd and i'm like oh fuck i just wish someone would fucking shoot him 
just wish someone would fucking kill him. So I don't know. Is that bad? Is that going to get me put on some sort of a FBI? No, he hates the FBI. He hates the FBI. What day did that happen? Because there was something else that happened that day. And I was like, I missed all these things while I was out. Probably another school shooting. Um, I believe it happened last, <laughs> last week, right? Last Tuesday? Last Tuesday, maybe. No. No, it wasn't Tuesday. Maybe. Actually, maybe it was. Yeah. Maybe it was. I mean, nothing's going to happen, but it's still, it was still a joy. Just to know that he's pissed is really great yeah it does make me happy that he's mad oh i also and also what happened while you were gone i'm in remission from my skin cancer oh I'm in good i'm glad how was your really? surgery my surgery was fine my, my big surgery mm-hmm. I walked in there and three minutes later i walked out <laughs> <laughs> my surgery but anyway it's great to have you back it's great to be back yeah. in the saddle i hadn't watched i'm not even sure if i remember how to do this but i'm gonna try oh that sounds good i i watched degrassi today and i was like oh i've been watching so much of the oc this feels so tame <laughs> right and this is supposed to be the show that went there i know I was but like, it's i not know going there i do know that we're not here to talk about the super mario brothers movie the oc Donald Trump possibly getting shot on his walk on his perp walk. Oh man. Imagine the only thing is I'm like, as much as I was like hoping someone would kill him, I was also like, yeah, but then he'd be a martyr. And then that would probably be the beginning of world war three. Yeah. That would be terrible. Or at least the civil war, or at least some sort of like jabronis storming something. (laughs) And we don't want that. I'm just glad that like, I'm just glad that like, Oh, it was opening day and he got indicted also before he went in. Those are all the things that I missed on the same day. Um, I could just kill Vince McMahon. It would be much lower stakes, but still a terrible person who's made. So what happened at the last three seconds of WrestleMania? Uh, We can cut this. I just don't know what happened. uh, No, no, it's not. It doesn't matter. Cody Rhodes didn't win the the match that Mm. he was basically. It was all all but. Mm-hmm. he was going to win it he should have won. And it made sense. They told a great story mm-hmm. and then they fucking didn't do it. But anyway, we're not here to talk about any of this. We're not here no. to talk about the U S open from tennis, which we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. We're not here to talk about, um, Oh, but the formula one racing formula one racing, which is a thing we're not going to talk about. The U S open is in September. It was the golf. I know Rach. I know, Rach. I'm just kidding around. <laughs> I'm now naming bad. things that we didn't really talk about. That's mm-hmm. the bit. Um, uh, April fools. We're not here to talk about <laughs> fish in the toilet. What we are here to talk about is Degrassi episodes number 1041 and 1042, which are the 200, 227. Mary, like Jack, Mary, 227, the great show. 227th and 228th uh, actual, wait. Episodes of Degrassi, but because of all the two-parters, it's really the 167th episode of Degrassi. The name of the episode is Chasing Pavements. Mm-hmm. Chasing Pavements is an Adele song. It is. We all know Adele. We do. Very, 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 very famous singer. Yes. We've been dealing with a lot of the most famous singers lately. Yeah, they really don't go for the indie stuff like they do on the OC, I gotta say. Mm-mm, nope, nope. Adele, Adele, Adele. Rach. Dezeem. Adele Dezeem. I didn't even think of Adele Dezeem. Where am I? 
Where's your head? I'm the jet lagged one. Where's my head at? at? Where's my head at? <laughs> Chasing pavements is an Adele song. So, Rach, tell me. Tell me something good. What's your favorite Adele song? I only know the singles. I never really listened to any of her albums. Um, so, but she's a great singer. Very talented singer. Uh, Uncle Dan co-wrote Someone Like You. Won a Grammy for it. Uh, I, but I think that my favorite song out of the ones that I know is Rolling in the Deep. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a good song. I don't turn, I don't change it if it comes on the radio when I'm in the car. You had my heart mm-hmm. You know how there's like songs that you have you somehow know all the words to, but like you've never mm-hmm. sought out. Mm-hmm. Yes, like that's that one of be, those songs. <laughs> like I I would never ever press play on that song. I actually know the words better to that song than some of the songs that I care about, just because I can understand what she's saying, and sometimes I can't understand what people are saying in the songs I care about. Yeah. And I make up my own lyrics to it. Uh, I don't know what the broomheads are going to expect me to say here. I think this might be a hot take coming from me. I think they're going to expect something different. Um, But I find Adele to be a terribly dull and boring artist. Oh, yeah. No, I think she's like I said, she's a great singer. Yeah. She has a great voice. Yeah. yeah. But I don't really care about her music. No, I don't care. It does not grab me. I hate chasing pavements. I don't know that I'd even heard it until today. I listened mm-hmm. to it today and I was like, oh, I guess this chorus is kind of familiar. Yeah. But that was like the first. I The first one I remember hearing, I think, in real life was Rolling in the Deep, which mm. I, is a good. I'm That is a good. The singles are good. Someone Like You, that's a yeah, good song. It's a great but song. But like, I'm never going to listen. I'm never going to voluntarily. No. I'm not going to shell out for tickets to a concert that she's playing. And again, as far as like technique, mm-hmm. she's a wonderful singer and she's a very fun character oh, yeah. as, as a human. Yeah. I like her. I like her. Yeah. It's just not, I don't care about the music. So I'm going to say Rolling in the Deep. Oh. The also. same as you, Rach. Because it is There's the best. a fire. Doom. <laughs> right? You know the words, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Every open door, isn't it? Now I'm gonna <laughs> something. She says shit, right? Doesn't she say say shit in that song? Probably. I don't know I offhand. Think she says shit. I think she. Now have my heart and soul in your hands. Um. So yeah, Adele. I don't know what to tell you. She's just. Yeah. She's fine. She's fine. She's, she's fine. fine. I think the broomheads are gonna expect me to be like a big Adele fan for some reason. I just feel like you suddenly know it so much about every person that we talk about every week. Like even if it's someone that you're like, I don't care about this person that much, but I know all these details. There's been like one other time where you're like, I don't like this group. And I don't remember who it was. It was an eighties group. You did not like them, but I knew a lot about them or no. I think you knew some things about them. Well, I don't know who you're talking about, Rachel. I don't know much about Adele. I know she has long fingernails. Yeah. The long when people have long fingernails, it really freaks me out. Yeah. I have very short fingernails. I like <laughs> to keep them short, like I play guitar, but I don't. Yeah, she titles her albums uh, of the year old she is mm-hmm. when at the time of the recording. So the last one was thirty, mm-hmm. and I couldn't tell you one song from that album. No, I I looked at the songs on that album earlier today <laughs> to be like, is yeah. there something I'm missing? And I was like, no, I yeah. don't know any of these. She also. They also overestimated 
how much people would want to buy that album on vinyl. Mm -hmm. Do you know this story? No. That like they basically depleted vinyl. Like it was so hard for other bands to press vinyl that year, which was like, I think last year that album came out Mm -hmm. because the label, their label pressed so many fucking copies of that album and nobody bought it on vinyl. Cause like, you're not talking to the right people. No, like press... no, that's not the people who want to own that album on vinyl. Right. So it's in like it's at, in like every discount bin now. You could buy it for like five dollars. And I lay your shit bare. I think she says that in that song. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. I don't know. Adele. Yeah, let's Adele. Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim. It would be really funny if she named an album Adele and then named it Dazim. Just Dazim. <laughs> Just Dazim. You know, the Adele Dazim album. And they'd be mm-hmm. like, what? But she is pretty funny, I will say. She is, she like a is funny pretty person. funny. And when like she was on SNL, she was very entertaining. So nothing against her. No. She Seems like a nice the- person. Has a yeah. great voice. I wish I could sing like that. All right. We got to talk about this fucking show. Yeah. Do you want me to read my blurb? Please hit me with your best blurb, Rach. That's the only way I know how to do these things now. I know. It's not... <sighs> You know, you you also picked up on the name, so it's not going to be as exciting. But <laughs> it's okay. It's okay because it was obviously something that we both like caught on to immediately. In Chasing Pavements, Fiona Celestine Arabella Coyne wins her case against Bobby Baloney and pretty quickly realizes she's gay. Meanwhile, Allie is back at Degrassi and somehow trying to save Snake's job, and Owen turns out to be a token toxic man. Surprise. Yeah. Oh, fucking Owen. I loved Anya, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was great. She was so great. Anyway. All right. So Fiona is quitting. Oh, she's not quitting. She's done with rehab. Which is Yeah, nice. she's done 28 days in rehab, and she's learned some techniques, and she feels good about coming out. Oh, in both ways. <laughs> Look at that. Look at yeah, that, what you did. Yeah, I didn't even try. She feels really good about it, and her mom and Holly J are there, and she feels prepared, and they've got this case against Bobby Baloney. I can't remember his real name. So. They said it, too, and I was like, I sure remember that, and I was like, nah, he's Bobby Baloney. I picked up on Fiona Celestine Arabella Coyne, and I will not ever forget that now, but Bobby Baloney, I think it's Breckenridge. Something like that. like he's Bobby Baloney in my heart. First, I wanted to call him Bobby Bacala, but I was like, hey, no, that's a real person. This fucking guy, Bobby. Bobby Bacala is a real person. No, he's not. He's a fucking TV character also. <laughs> yeah, person. but I don't want to... I don't want... But Bobby Baloney's really not oh, a person. Right. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> he's fair. not even a TV character. Bobby Baloney... God bless the actor who plays Bobby Baloney for coming in and getting and having no... Oh, no, he did have a couple of lines. He did have a couple of lines, so he probably got paid something. He did get paid. He did. He did. Sorry, you're right. Um. Yeah, so it's going to be... The trial and she feels ready for it, but her mom is wondering about there was a settlement offer yeah. and she's like, it's not about the money. We don't need the money. It's really about the trial and about holding him accountable for his mm-hmm. abuse, his physical abuse that he's, he did on her. But the mom was concerned that, you know, you're just coming out of rehab this could trigger you again. Do you want to sign the thing? Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, Fiona was not into it. So, and Holly mm-hmm. J was coming right off dialysis and making sure she was there for Fiona at every step of the way. Mm-hmm. 
Right, dialysis. Poor, poor Holly J and her dialysis. I meant to look up what dialysis is like because I was like, I'd like to know more about this. Well, at one point she's like hooked up it. to these to the IV and the blood and the whole deal. Yeah. The dialysis for because because she, she just didn't want to go to the doctor. This knucklehead. Oh my god, she had fucking strep throat and she didn't go to the doctor to get some antibiotics and now she's let all this be a lesson kidneys. to children out yeah. there. Go to the doctor. As we said, as I said a couple of episodes ago, very unlikely this would happen. But I don't know the science. It could be. You're one strep throat away from dialysis, broomheads. I asked a doctor about it. <laughs> what what did who your dad? Yeah. What did he say? That that could It's happen? very unlikely. <laughs> not impossible because not many things are impossible, but Yeah. It seems like the grasping at straws here is fucking um what's his name? Michael Grassy was just trying to come mm-hmm. up with some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so she goes to the trial, which is just in, not, it's not like a trial, like in a courtroom mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just like, well, she, a- yeah, it's like, they act like it's like, I don't know. It's very informal feeling to me. It's like in like a conference room. It's just in front of a judge. So it's yeah. basically, maybe that's like, you know, whenever you see things where, uh, uh like divorces and stuff, like mm, in movies, I'm true. basing yeah. this all in movies. Yeah, it's just because well, I haven't. Judge. Well, we wouldn't see this because even if we were talking about jury duty before, but if you had jury duty, you wouldn't see this situation because a jury wouldn't be in a room like this. And unless you have not, neither of us are lawyers or judges, so you wouldn't be in we're there not. for those reasons. That's true. We're no, not I mean, just just to put that out there, we're not lawyers or judges. Um, and unless you had a lawsuit of some sort, you wouldn't necessarily have seen that happen. And I knock on this table have yet to have a lawsuit. Me filed too. against me or that I have filed. So Yeah, so that's good. So it's more like a mediation. Yeah. And uh but they do testify. There's a cross examination. The the It's it's in New York, and because it's only one day, Holly J can go because her dialysis is every other day. <laughs> it's poor girl. It's a Very fucking dialysis. Convenient. She's like, I'll come to court for I'll come to New York for a day. She conveniently, yeah, every, she has to go to dialysis every other day. So she can go. And um and the lawyer for Bobby Baloney is a real piece of work. She's like, I oh couldn't. How do you how do you live with yourself? I have no idea. She's like, didn't you? Isn't it true you put makeup? She likes to win, yeah. probably. She's yeah. a winner mentality. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Well, fuck you. You're gonna lose today, my friend, because Tinsley's coming out of the woodwork. Tinsley, who's with Bobby Baloney. Yeah, Tinsley's Bobby Baloney now. There's a video that like Fiona watches in advance of them on like YouTube. Confused by that, but so sure. Bobby Baloney does his testimony, and you know he come he's smarmy and and believable because mm-hmm. people want to believe a charming white man. And um and <laughs> Fiona does her testimony, and she's good too. But they do call out the fact that she did enhance the bruise with makeup, and she can't lie about that. So. Mm-hmm. So they're concerned, yeah. but then they asked Tinsley to take the stand. Now, here's my question to you, my dear friend, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Tinsley blows up the case essentially by admitting, yes, in fact, Bobby Baloney has hit me as well. But on the stand, when she's asked about it, it appears as though she almost like, oops, like mistakenly does it. Do you think mm-hmm. that was all an act and that she went in there knowing she was throwing the grenade at Bobby Baloney all along? 
she went in supportively, but I was still not totally won over by her deciding to release that information. But I felt like the reason why she released it was because she wasn't ready to be hit with that question. I'm surprised they questioned her at all, to be honest. Like, I feel like I... Well, I think they questioned her as a character witness because she's also a girlfriend. Yeah. And they think that he, it's yeah. going to be good. So I understand that. Yeah. And I don't know if she's second-guessed because she's second-guessed or just because, like... Because she kind of looked at Fiona, and I was like, I thought you didn't really like Fiona, so, like, why are you bonding with her now? But see, I thought she looked at Fiona as if to be like... I'm doing this because I, mm. I like, I thought it was like, I, I came away from it thinking she, that she knew she was going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like that was her goal mm. because she does look at Fiona. Like I got you mm-hmm. in a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of, which I kind of loved. Mm-hmm. And then when Fiona mouths, like, thank you to her after the verdict, she's like, yep. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Bobby baloney, Bobby baloney. You can't fuck around. Fuck they this is what they say these days. The, the zoomers say fuck around and find out. <laughs> you know they say that, right, Rach? You know they say that. You know they say that. Uh, but I guess I think that Fiona's lawyer really got it out of Tinsley though, because he was like, You're under oath, like by the way. And I think that that scares people when they hear that and they're not ready to not admit to something. I know, because Tinsley does back away the first time she's asked by the lawyer, Mm -hmm. by the defense attorney. Mm -hmm. I don't know, though. I think she knew what she was doing, but you're right. If she knew what she was doing, she probably would have done it the first time. Yeah, I think so, too. I think she would have said it right away, and that's why I think that she wasn't, like, totally sure about it. But you fucked up. But she still did it in the end, so... Fucking Tinsley. So she's she's a hero, but yeah, I mean half a hero. <laughs> she's kind of a hero. We all hate Tinsley a little bit, but so the verdict comes in, and the verdict is she. I mean, here's the deal. So it's like I find in favor of the plaintiff. Bobby Baloney has to give her two hundred fifty thousand dollars and go to anger management, which is like okay, but she doesn't need two hundred fifty thousand dollars. No. Maybe anger management helps him, but at the same time, it's and it's. I'm hoping that it's like just always like a stain on his life, mm-hmm. right? I'm surprised because they had already talked about the money thing. That I'm like, why is there any winning of money? Like, I feel like what he needs to do is to that, that's not the punishment with rich people. Like, <laughs> I also was like just waiting for Fiona to be like, I'm giving all of this money to like a charity of abused women or something. Mm-hmm. But no, she wants to give it in a sexy dream to Holly J to take a plane to Milan and go to the fucking, what is it? The fashion show, Carl Lagerfeld? yeah. So after the verdict comes in, Fiona straight up kisses Holly J right on the lips. She's like, I couldn't have done this without you. I love you, Holly J. Mm-hmm. Holly J's like, I love you too. This my, you're my pal. You're my buddy. And so... We open the second episode with a sexy, steamy dream, which mm-hmm. we just talked about. I, I wrote in my notes, is this a dream question mark? Because I was like, I'm pretty sure it is, but it went on for a while. Holly J and Fiona dressed to the nines. One looks luminous. Mm-hmm. One looks beautiful. I That's not my <laughs> words. That's the words of the characters. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted, uh, Deep Johns. Oh, I've said Deep Johns already, so it's fine. And... Fiona used all her money to fly them first class to Milan for fashion week, evidently, in this mm-hmm, dream. Mm-hmm. 
and they love each other. I love you. I love you. And then uh, Fiona wakes up sweaty. So Fiona loves Holly J. Mm-hmm. Which I'm going to say, I obviously love the idea of Fiona and Holly J being a couple. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of just like loved them as friends. Mm-hmm. As this like great friendship, which it'll probably, I, I assume, end up being because Holly J is not. Um, gay, I don't think. Mm-mm. But um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. In the meanwhile, in the background, there's like two things happening. There's Fiona is using her coping mechanisms that she learned in rehab to deal with drinking. There's like a couple times that she really does think about it, and like one is when they're having lunch in a green screened New York. At a bistro. <laughs> I'm in a bistro. She said bistro. Bistro. Um, no one would ever call a bistro, even if it was a bistro. No one would bistro. call it a fucking bistro. You'd call it a cafe or a restaurant. No one says bistro. No one says bistro. So she's at a New York bistro and she, her mom has just left. She has to go back to the lawyers. Holly J goes to the bathroom. She's by herself and she sees like a carafe of wine at the table next to her. And so she kind of... Yeah. It's like the nerves of like going back into the conference room for the rest of this trial. Um, and so she like starts to have like a moment with that. Um, but then she like talks herself out of it and she feels okay. And then the other moment happens later and it has to do with Adam, who we have not brought up yet, and Adam's role in the story. And Fiona feels bad early on because she hasn't talked to Adam yet after she's gotten out of rehab because she doesn't want Adam to think that him being trans has anything to do with like why she was drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Which it turns out is exactly what he thinks. Yes, exactly. Um, and so they have a talk and he seems cool with it. He comes over to watch a movie. Um, they watch a movie. Mrs. Coyne, who I was thinking about this while I was watching this, and I was like, Mrs. Wayne Coyne, I felt like, feels like a good mom for Fiona. Like, I felt like she could be her mom. Um, and I was enjoying her. But she said she's going to leave them for an hour. And I'm like, what movie is an hour? <laughs> no well, I think hour. she was, like, going to be out of the house for an hour. Because yeah. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, what are they watching? W.C. Fields movie? Like, what is an hour? Like, it's a I TV movie? <laughs> <laughs> I, but I think it was just like she was going to be gone for an hour. And then she'd be back mm-hmm. home around the house somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's very funny that I also... Not the same thing. Watching the bank dick, but with starring W.C. Fields. (laughs) Um, And like when Fiona is talking to Adam and invites him over, he's like, "Sure, I like movies. (laughs) I'll come over. Whatever." Um, Why? Why not? Yeah. And so they talk a bit more, and they have, and like it comes out that Adam thinks it's exactly because he's trans, like that. That's why they had, um, why she was drinking. And they have a makeout session. And yeah, she Fiona, assures him that's not why. Yes. And Fiona says something that I, I don't even know how to put it. It just like completely changes the situation. I think you could say, I mean, it's, it, 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 it yeah. I mean, she says basically like, I like you. I like that you're mm-hmm. sort of like both. Mm-hmm. And 
Adam's like, fuck, no, I'm no, I'm not like mm-hmm. and and gets up and leaves. And it's like, Fiona, I think you have to reconcile with the fact that you are like you want a woman. You don't want a boy. Yeah. Which I found odd in the moment to have Adam put that much on Fiona that that's what she was looking for especially when she was just like oh I like that you're a bit boyish and a bit girlish like right before that which I would have thought that Adam would have taken more offense to what it meant about him (laughs) rather than like whether or not what Fiona was actually looking for I think it's I think it is that though I think it is both I think it is I think it's definitely offended by what she's is implying about Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. But also like, this isn't, this isn't the right thing. Yeah. It's funny because like, it's pretty well done for the time, I think, but it's Mm -hmm. also, I think it's not handled great in the end when Fiona tells Holly J about it. Yeah, I would agree because I kind of found it all a little bit too. I don't know. I found like Fiona's coming out to be really quick and like not as belabored as it was for like Riley, for example. And like, you know, it's different for everyone. But I kind of found that like a, a weird switch somehow. I don't know. Something about it felt off to me. I thought it was pre- it was quick, but I also I can't deny I can't I think I've seen it coming. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think there's been an unhealthy that it's not unhealthy at all, but I think there's been a lot of emphasis on how she feels about Holly J as mm-hmm. being this the end game of that. Yeah. So I I think she's been reconciling with it, and I do think them putting her with Adam mm-hmm. was to like lead to that. Yeah. Yeah. But the pro- but the thing at the end is so she comes out to her mom mm-hmm. who's very supportive. Mm-hmm. She's like I I love Holly J. Mm-hmm. Basically like putting it on the person. I love mm-hmm. Holly J. Yeah. And she's like I want you to love Fiona Celestine Arabella Coin. <laughs> I love how quickly she tells her mom about this. Yeah. Well, cuz the mom comes in and sees her looking at a bottle of champagne. Yeah. That she's holding hidden. it. Mm-hmm. And she said, I hid this. And she's like, I don't want to drink it. And the mom is f- excellent here. Oh, yeah. This is when I was like, love, love Mrs. Wayne Coyne. Me too. She did not jump. At, she didn't go crazy. She didn't like, you know, lose her mind. She was like, look, you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You didn't drink it. You gave it to me. You did the right thing. And she's like, you know, I love this. I love Holly J. And I know I'm not going to love a man that way. I, I just know that now. I never will. And she was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so she, but she doesn't tell Holly J that night. She tells her like the next day, right? At mm-hmm. Degrassi Community School. Yes. But she doesn't tell Holly J that she, no, she tells Holly J at dialysis. Oh, right. <laughs> she joins her for dialysis. Oh yeah. She shows up for the old and dialysis. And tells her about it. But she doesn't tell her that she has feelings for her. Mm-mm. No, she says, I realize I, I, I'm coming out to you. And and then Holly, J, this is when I was like, oh, man, this is this is where this would not happen today in, on a show. And, and for good reason, because mm-hmm. then Holly Jay's like, oh, do you think that's why you were attracted to Adam? Because like you saw both and and she and I'd really. I thought Fiona was like, yeah, but don't say that to him. He won't like it. Mm-hmm. 
And it felt like she was making a joke. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It felt a little it felt, off. It felt me. off. Yeah. The way it was said. Yeah. I could see that because I think it's like not a unfair observation for a teenager to make. Like, I don't think that that's I don't either. Um, inaccurate, but yeah, I, I think I also felt like that's what I think that I felt more off about was Fiona being like, Oh yeah, you're right, Adam. I do like women. Like I just felt like there was something that I was like, that uh, was the thing that did it to you. Just having Adam tell you that you, that's what you're actually looking for. I don't know. Something about I that. Think she me. knew. I, I think she knew. Cause yeah. she was like kissing Holly J and yeah. having sex dreams about Holly J. I think. Oh she yeah. She had to have known about. before that. So yeah. But so she says, don't tell, don't say that to him because he'll be upset. And then Holly J's like, well, you know, you're just figuring it out. And I was like, Meh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, just figure it out. And then she's like, oh, is there someone special? Yeah. And what does she say? She says, no, or she says there is. I can't remember. No, I think that's when she says, like, she's figuring things out. Gotcha. I feel a little bit like they did use Adam here for like storyline progression for Fiona, yeah. which I was a little bit like annoyed about. Yeah. Cause I felt like it wasn't as, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like it gave Adam as much to work with. No, it really didn't. It used Adam as a way to get Fiona to, mm-hmm. which I guess that's how stories work. Yeah. But it did feel a little bit like, um, yeah, like a story point yeah. more than a human being. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. I see them being friends. I see him forgiving Fiona at some point. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Bobby Baloney starts with a B-story. Allie's back. Allie's back. That's the first thing I wrote. Allie is back. All caps. Me too. I did too. (laughs) I wrote Allie's back as well. Yeah. Allie's back and she's better than ever. She's got a knack for making things better. <laughs> That's for my wrestling fans out there. They'll know what's going on. Allie. What's up. Tom, my, 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 Tom Green, Alex Green. Allie is back at Degrassi. She has a nice conversation with Snake, who makes some kind of offhand comment about the math standardized test. And she's like, okay, whatever. Goes into school. Has to see Bianca and Drew is trying to avoid them and not get upset about it. Talking to Claire, her BFF. Yeah. She links arms with Claire, like, in, in like, to surprise mm-hmm. her. And I, I was like, wait, did Claire not know she was coming back to Degrassi today? They haven't talked. <laughs> a weird friendship, man. These two never talk mm-hmm. to each other outside mm-hmm. of school. Best friends never talk to each other. So then she's in Mrs. O's class. And Ms. O is like, this math standardized test. Everyone this keeps mentioning so this weird. in this such a weird way. And so Allie's like, wait, I have to help with doing a good job on the math standardized test. Yeah, Cause Mrs. O, cause she's like, it doesn't affect our grades. And Mrs. O's like, yes, but it affects the, t-. she was really like laying it on thick about yeah. like, we could get fired. She doesn't say we could get fired. Cause she probably can't, but she was alluding to it. Well, yeah. And then I was in that whole situation where I was like, Oh, all that shit happened at the school. And now they have uniforms yeah. and they can't have dances. So like maybe snake is on the line. Yeah. 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 I want to talk briefly before we get deeper into this about Mrs. O's glasses um things mm-hmm. that what are those the charm things that hang off of her glasses where where do you stand so th- they're the things that when you take your glasses off they then hang it's like a thing around okay. your, the back of your neck. the neck yeah that's for old ladies i know that but hers are very like cool 
I'm looking for them right now. Oh, you didn't notice them? <laughs> I didn't notice them. They're like, they're very cool. And I'm wondering if there's like a market for like, can we make those cool? Oh, to like do even better stuff on them so that they're cooler? For like cool hip people that need glasses but take them off when they read? Because I do mm. that. I'm nearsighted. I'm also nearsighted, yeah. So I don't tend to wear mine unless I'm looking at distance things. But I was driving, right. so that's why I'm wearing my glasses now. So when I read, for example, I take them The off. judge also has the chain thing. The judge, the old... Because I just caught the judge. <laughs> the judge. Here comes the judge. Anyway, they were. I, I was thinking they were pretty cool, but maybe I'm just like mm-hmm. getting old and thinking I want to wear stupid shit, but make it cool. Anyway, you'll see. They're like glass. Mm-hmm. They're like little round boxes. I, it's like she was talking to them, but it also looks like she was wearing earrings. But I'm like, maybe that's what it was instead. Oh, was it earrings? And I thought they were on her glasses. No. <laughs> Is it possible? Tell. Well, you got to go to the end when when she's like talking to them after they do good on the test. Okay, okay. I'm not in that okay. episode. So just, it doesn't matter. We can talk about it later. So Allie makes it her mission. She's like, I got to get all these dum-dums to know math so we can save mm-hmm. the, we can save Snake and all of the other teachers, uh, the math teachers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But turns out that one of the dum-dums who's bad at math is Drew, who's a grade 11, but he's still in grade 10 math because he's like. Because he's so bad at math. And literally Claire and Allie are like, yeah, he's very stupid. <laughs> oh, they are totally things on her glasses. It's in the second episode. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about those? They look kind of lame, I think. Oh, okay. Well, but I, I think we got to make, if we can make cool ones, hers look lame. But she's very cool, don't you think? Well, she's very young. She's, she's a young, young, cool teacher. So that's what I'm saying. So what is she? Maybe she has an Etsy store and she sells Probably. on the side. <laughs> Probably. You guys like my charms for my glasses? Etsy.com slash. Hearts, stars, mushrooms. <laughs> is it mushrooms? Anyway. It's not heart stars and mushrooms. What's the third one? What are you talking Lucky about? Lucky charms. Oh, um, clovers. Clovers and blue moons. There's horseshoes. Horseshoes. Heart stars, horseshoes. Hearts. Clovers and blue moons. Heart. Pots of gold and rainbows and a red balloon. Wow. I don't know that. I don't know that like yeah. you do. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, mushrooms. <laughs> that would not mushrooms. See, those would be charms. fun glasses things. <laughs> All of the Lucky Charms. (laughs) Yeah, he said charms. I was like, Lucky Charms? I was never a big fan of Lucky Charms. Oh, God. Of course you were. I don't like marshmallow. (sighs) What was your, like, sugar cereal of choice as a kid? Probably like a Honey Nut Cheerios. (laughs) Honey Nut Cheerios. Fuck you, Rachel. Come (laughs) on. Maybe Apple Jacks? Apple Jacks is a good answer. Apple Jacks is a good answer. Honey Nut Cheerios. That's like the only one I ever really had. I didn't get a lot of them as a kid. So, but Apple Jacks, we had some. I liked Kicks a lot later on. Oh, we used to have that as snacks Jesus. for swimming. Kicks. Bags of Kicks. Kicks. They taste like cardboard. She really does wear them. In the opening intro, she has another pair on. She has different ones for all her same pair of glasses, but multiple different charms. I'm telling things. you, Miss, Mrs. O's, Miss O's Etsy store. Yeah, I know there's a word for the string that holds your glasses around your neck if you want to hold them around your neck. What is I, it? If it's sunglasses, I can just put them up on my head. Like yeah, this, you got it. That's glasses, cool. It looks fucking weird. Yeah. And they don't fit quite either. I think what else is in that Etsy store? I'd like to 
check that Etsy store out. Phone cases. <laughs> Bejeweled phone cases. Uh, she's got she's to figure it out. So anyway, uh, Allie's reluctant to, to tutor Drew. And then, but then she's like, you know what? We got to save these jobs, so we're going to do it. And so she sends an email to all the dum-dums. Is that bad? Can I call them that? Yeah. Let's call them the dum-dums. Yeah, she sends it to all the dum-dums. <laughs> Uh, saying that if they show up at somewhere, they'll win a prize. <laughs> doesn't say what the prize is. They know, <laughs> you'll win a prize. And then they all show up and and he, Drew's like, where's the prize? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and Allie says, well, the prize is tutoring. So we can all do good in this math test. And everyone is just like, it doesn't matter how we do on the math test. But it does. Mm-hmm. This is selfish. This is a selfish behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do we think Allie has made this her crusade? Because she feels like she needs to give back? Because she's. Like, I, I guess that she feels like she's like, I've changed. And so she feels like this is something she needs to do something good and prove that she can help in some way. And so she keeps hearing these teachers and snake and stuff saying that, like, just do really well. Good on that math test. And yeah. so she's like, but what if I can do more than that? It's also important to note that Miss O Sent, well, Miss O was the one who kind of suggested the dum-dum she club. She sent uh, Allie an email with a list of all of the dum-dums. <laughs> and she was like, look at this email <laughs> and then immediately and then delete, delete it, it and then empty your trash. <laughs> She's putting a lot of faith in Allie. Also, it should be noted when Allie came back to Degrassi, mm-hmm. uh, Bianca said... Lock up the boys. Boiler room Bandari's back in town. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and Mrs. O heard it and was like, um, don't you have somewhere to be, Bianca? And she's like, we're so happy to have you back, Allie. So she likes Allie. Yeah. Lock up. I love Bianca. Lock up the boys. <laughs> <laughs> as if as if Bianca wasn't also blowing dudes in the boiler room. She Didn't was the one she blow, was she's blowing the one who dudes. Oh, blow anyone in the boiler room that's the problem with this whole story is that drew's mom is pissed at Allie, but Allie is not the problem bianca's really uh, is very good at like gaslighting everybody into believing that oh my god yes it's but she but bianca wants that fucking dance once Allie promises that dance she's like drew you gotta go study with the dum-dum all the dum-dums are like well there's no prize we're we're leaving. What's in it for us? <laughs> so she's like, we got to come up with something. So she goes into the announcements and she says, hey, grade tenors, if we do good on this exam, the standardized test, we'll get it. She's like, do you remember dances at night with actual dancing and, and fun? Music. We'll get one of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then immediately she gets called to Snake's office and Snake is like, Allie. You've been back for one day and you are already <laughs> prom. Like, it was very funny. I loved mm-hmm. this B story. It was really fun. She does get Snake to agree that if they do better, he will give her the dance. And yes, even Bianca, who called her Boiler Room Bandari, lock up. Bianca's like, Drew, make this dance happen. <laughs> lock up the boys. <laughs> Boiler Room Bandari's back in town. They do good on the test, spoiler alert. They have, they have a study club. Right. Everyone studies. 
to to a, a montage that was to the to a less than Jake song, I believe. Yes, and I was like, so you guys choose Adele for the name of this episode, but you put all the pop punk in the episode. Itself. I didn't know that less than Jake song. I just know that was certainly Krista yeah. makes, and um, I did. I shazammed it, and so it was in fact a less than Jake song. But it was after mm-hmm. my time. I had been not listening to less than Jake, but it was called soundtrack yeah. of my life. For anybody who was mm. interested in it. Gotcha. Yeah, there's there's also a great montage of the test itself, and Allie and Drew are like connecting over it. They're in computers facing each other. And he's yeah. like, I don't know it. Wait, I do. Yay. Yeah, it's High very five. obvious <laughs> that this is gonna become a, a thing again. Mm-hmm. And so Allie walks out of the school at the end of the day with Miss O and she's like, how do they not know the result yet? It's like online test. Fair. Um, and they find out cause snake comes out and snake is thrilled. They raised the scores 11 points overall. What a time. What a time. Great Apparently work. this is all you need to do was to bribe people with school dances. Great work. Some footloose shit right here. I gotta tell you, when I was in school, school dances were not cool. <laughs> no, same. I hate. I they were not good at all. Like I went to a couple of them. People would be like, "Yeah, well, yeah, mom, we're going to the school dance," and then like go somewhere else and smoke weed. Boiler room bandar is back in town. <laughs> Hey, Pat. Yeah, what's up, Rach? Could you get the sea story? I can get the sea story for CPR. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, 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 nice. This seems like... Everyone wants to be a lifeguard at the school. This is a very interesting sea story in that I. it seems like um, ahead of its time, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know the dates. Maybe I don't know the years. I don't think it's that ahead of its time. But Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just feel like nobody talked about this stuff until probably right around well, this time. I think what, no one talked about it enough until like very recently. And I think it was kind of like. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm sa- I'm ag- I agree. I think it's like. I will say that this this section pushed this episode into going there a little bit more for me. This shit should be taught in schools. I'm telling you right now, because nothing that Owen does is like super aggressive, but it's incredibly inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And it's stuff that I do believe that for years and years and years, decades and and basically lifetimes, Mm -hmm. women put up with as just being like. I guess I got to deal with this and I'll just like fucking, you know, either, either. And and that's the great thing about it is when she says to uh, Shantae, she's like, I'll just leave the class. And Shantae is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like that. But I think that that was the mentality for a very long time. Because it's like, well, you don't want to, you know, make waves. You don't want to be the one who is like making a thing out of something. And that's why, like, I mean. Like Owen says to Anya, like, why didn't you say anything? And it's like, because right. no one would ever say anything in those situations. Like, yeah. there's a lot of situations that I've been in that are uncomfortable that I never said anything about because it would just make it more uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm sure that and and not I'm not sure I, there there's a moment wherein she even second guesses herself mm-hmm. after the fact. Yeah, because he kind of comes at her with like this. I like you thing. 
And not that she likes him, but that she's like, oh, well, maybe he's not so bad. And then gets him reinstated into the class Mm -hmm. only to have him do the shit again, because that's just what fucking entitled he's just a piece of shit like i can't have not found anything redeeming about owen so far she like goes off and lists all the things the bad things that he did and i'm like yeah can't say that owen has any redeeming qualities and the actor in real life doesn't seem to really either so tell me the trump guy yeah broomheads deep johns like is he does owen ever get better or is he always a piece of shit did you just say deep johns i did (laughs) I did too earlier. Why did we both <laughs> do that? Roomheads, dope monkeys is what I meant yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Deep John's what we used to call the patrons, but we've we let that cat out of the bag once before, so we renamed them. Mm-hmm. So if you're a patron, you have your own special name. Yeah, it's not Deep John's anymore. No. Um, basically, what happens in, to make this as as succinct as possible is Anya, Shantae, and some of the other kids are taking uh, CPR. Mm-hmm. Owen uses this as an opportunity to basically like hug in a very inappropriate way. Anya, mm-hmm. Anya doesn't like this. She goes to coach Anderson Armstrong and tells him, and they throw him out of the class mm-hmm. and he's kind of like, well, Oh, thanks a lot. How am I going to be a lifeguard now? Meanwhile, mm-hmm. he says the first thing he says in the lifeguard classes, like, or the CPR classes, you know, lifeguards, man, we just get to look at hot chicks in bikinis. It's a cliche, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So he's already an asshole. Mm-hmm. And then he does this thing. And then he apologizes to Anya by saying, like, you know, the truth is I just, like, like you. I think you're really cool and you're like you're a catch. Mm-hmm. So Anya second guesses herself and then lets him gets him reinstated in the class. And then he immediately like wraps his arms around her with uh, again in a fucking Mm -hmm. shitty way. And she's like, dude, fuck off. And that's kind of how it ends. But the real conversation to be had is he like, he's thanking her and he hugs her from behind and is like smelling her hair and is like, but you smell good. And it's like, you don't get to do that. Like, that's the shit. Why do you think you get to do that? And for a very long time, yeah, we men did get to like, that's just the way it was. You know, yeah. we did it. I'm not saying it. I'm saying it, it was in the. Mm-hmm. I was. It was commonplace. Actually, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts while I was driving. I'm very behind on podcasts. I don't listen as much as I used to, but I was driving for hours in New Zealand. And um, I listened to one recently, one of the West Wing weeklies, because that was one of the ones that I was catching up on. I'm in season three of that. And um, there is an episode where the sexual harassment comes up and they actually had a few listeners who work in law and around sexual harassment. A few were lawyers, someone worked for the ACLU, and they kind of talked about like what actually constitutes sexual harassment. And it's more than you think. Like it's not as like if there's a one off thing, it's very rare that that is considered sexual harassment. It's more so like things like asking for sexual favors in return for promotion or something like that like that kind of thing rather than just making comments to someone but like it's so, it's amazing how far owen goes so quickly <laughs> wait wait like, so making comments like sexual is not considered sexual harassment it's not sexual harassment that you would be able to like file right. a lawsuit about right um right. because gotcha. there has to be a pattern of it 
to prove that like you can't just make someone lose their job over them saying that someone looks hot in a dress like that's what they were essentially saying like that's not actually sexual harassment um but if there's a pattern and if it has to do with power and like someone's like changing like what someone gets out of their job it that's what it actually constitutes that in a workplace mm-hmm. um with school it's different than a workplace but i just found that really interesting because i was like i didn't know that that was the case like i i had no idea like what the line was mm-hmm. like when do you get to say that someone is like sexually harassing someone um but i found owen owen was like inappropriately touching anya multiple times and it's like one thing to tell her how to hold her arms to do compressions for CPR. It's another thing to tuck her hair behind her ear. Like Ugh, gross things that made me, I felt really uncomfortable watching it where I was just like, Oh God, like just someone just touching you and like, not like you're not consenting to that kind of touch. And then he was like gaslighting her with like, what are you talking about? Like you should have just said something. If you would have said, and she, and she says to him, she goes, if I said something, it would not have stopped you yeah. in any way. You don't. And it's like, but yeah. I think that went on. I mean, I, I don't think I, it, that went on. Oh, forever, it definitely did. Forever. Speaking about consenting to touch when I went to this punk show on Friday, um, there was like a mosh pit kind of going on during some of it. And the singer was like, Guys, just want to talk quickly about consent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, if you want to, there's some people who don't want to be touched. If you just make, like, you got to make space and you got to make sure it's okay with people around you. And if you want to do that, if you want to, like, run into each other, maybe just go to the back. And I was like, this wouldn't have happened 20 years ago Mm -mm. at this. (laughs) I was like, I was at this band's final show. This was a reunion show 20 years later. So I was like, I know this didn't happen 20 years ago. (laughs) Totally not. So that's good progress. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's interesting how how we talk about it is is different, obviously. And I yeah, this was like 10, 11, 12 years ago. This is probably 2011 at this point. Yeah. Um But you know there are still yeah. people who see this and go, Well, what's the big deal? Yeah. What's the big deal? You know, he just like gave her a hug. He's just being nice. Yeah, no, he's not being nice. He was, is. But I, I did really like what happens at the dot at the end, where he's like, "All well, all these girls would appreciate me flirting with them," and then Anya goes over and asks them, and it's like, that's the kind of attitude that really bothers me with with a uh, your toxic characters out there is just the. Uh, <laughs> thinking that oh i am a god everyone loves me everyone would want to have me flirting with them and it's like maybe some people don't and anya just continuing to be like one of the great characters on the show right yeah it's unfortunate that she doesn't get the good storylines i gotta say but it is interesting that she is also trying to have a statutory uh relationship yes (laughs) but with a with an adult who doesn't like creepily hug her Smell her no, hair. but who's like waiting or who is a doctor who's waiting around for her to turn 18. We can't pick and choose, Pat. You're right. You're right. You're right. Every we contain multitudes. Yeah. We're all different. It's different. But she likes him, so I guess mm-hmm. like that's the difference, which that's yeah. fine. That's fair. She's choosing to, I guess, in some ways. Yeah. But fuck Owen. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's like sniffed her hair. He does not get the MVD ever. 
the sniffing. The it's one thing to be thankful and to give her a hug, but the fact that he gave her a hug from behind and then like put his head in his and like said you smell good or something. Like she doesn't like you, dude. Like if you're very close friends, maybe yeah. And like that's. I had such a hard time with this when I was a teenager because I didn't want the people that I didn't like to think that in any possible way, shape or form that I liked them because I didn't know what to say to make them then leave me alone if that would happen. Anya was like the because it's a TV show, she gets to be like the perfect version of that where he's like, I like you. And she's like, Owen, I'm telling you right now, I don't feel that way. And I'm never going to, but could you imagine having like the balls to say that to somebody? I, I would like now would be hard for me to say that, let alone when I was a teenager. So yeah, it's tough. Like I've, it's still something that I struggle with is like, you don't want to lead anyone on accidentally by just being nice to them. Yeah. Well, that's why you're mean. That's why you're so mean. So they could turn out to be a creep like Oliver on the OC. Yeah, I'm just mean. Anyway, Rich. Or Johnny on the OC. Johnny. (laughs) So what are we doing? Twenty thousand leagues under the sea? Still are we? uh, Twenty thousand. I think this is our end of the twenty. This is how. No, no. This is there's only for the end of this season. Next week is the finale. Yeah, so it's like we're done after that. We don't have to do it anymore. We're going to have to figure out a new way to do it. We can go back to the temperature schedule. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. The the boiling points. (laughs) The temperature was harder. All of these have been bad. They've been not great experiments. You just got to stick with the original recipe. One to ten. One to ten. Anyway, Rach, how many leagues under the sea do you think episodes 1041 and 1042 chasing pavements go? I gave it 7,000 leaks beneath the sea because. So 3.5. That's. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that is kind of low. That's lower than I was thinking. I think maybe I meant. I know because I don't know if I meant higher than that. I'm like, what did I mean by it? It like it, it goes there some like there's the trial, which is like intense. Fiona comes out, but it feels very like nonchalant. Um. The Owen stuff is creepy and the Alley stuff is whatever. So maybe, yeah, I think I have 7,000. 7, I'm going to go 10,000 leagues under the sea. I'm going to go five. Okay, five. that's reasonable. Yeah, I think the Owen stuff is is there. And and I and it, I think they did a really nice job with like Anya and Anya's arc there where she mm-hmm. like was very angry about it and then sort of came to like, oh, am I being too, am I overreacting? Because he says that. To getting back mm-hmm. to like, oh no, this guy sucks. Fuck off. So I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm, that was pretty mm-hmm. good. So I'm going 10,000 leagues under the sea on that one. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. All right. Oh, the first thing that I came up with for this is not something that you could. What do you mean? Say it was if you were going to have a sex dream. About yeah, no, I can't say that. I can't say that. <laughs> Which one of these characters will have a sex dream about? (laughs) Unless I say snake, it's not okay. It's not really okay. I guess I could say Mrs. O, but even that feels like for me. That feels wrong, right? Too, right? (laughs) Nice. Well, Jesus Christ. New Zealand has changed. Well, Pat. Yeah. 
No, I need another minute. <laughs> and we'll just be chasing pavements. Yeah, just pay- chase that pavement for a little bit longer. Um, I was going to be like, who from the Dum Dum Club? <laughs> who would you get kicked out of CPR class? <laughs> okay, I got a good one. I'm singing Adele. I appreciate it. Except I don't know any of the words. I'm just, <laughs> it's just, it's just sounds. I'm just making sounds. It's, <laughs> it's Adele-like. It's Adele disease. <laughs> I don't know the words to that one. That's, the, that's Uncle Dan's famous song. It is. It is. He has a Grammy for that. I held probably, it. It's heavy. Those Grammys are heavy. You get a lot of probably, weight to them. Probably about two pure, houses from pure that Pure gold. Um, How many houses did that song buy him? Probably at least one. They definitely have one. I don't know if they have any more, but he's definitely got one house. Um, Pat, if you were to get excited because one of these Degrassians like won a trial and you were thrilled for them, which character would it be? Which Degrassian would be that one that you were the most excited about winning a trial? Sorry, I'm really um, struggling here. Really... <laughs> well, here's the one I would have a sex dream about. <laughs> Um, which one of these people would I be most excited about winning a trial? I guess the one that won a trial, kind of. I mean, I'm thinking of, I think it's going to be Fiona. Um, I'm going to go with Fiona. I think there's a really strong case to be made for Anya. I think there's a really strong case to be made for Allie. I think this is a good episode for those, like, our three pillars of, like, um, of this version of Degrassi right now. Yeah. But Fiona overcomes a lot here. She mm-hmm. overcomes the alcoholism. She comes out of the closet. She wins the trial. She is brave enough to stand up there and, you know, get grilled by this blonde lady who's mm-hmm. not nice to her in any way. No, she's so mean. <clears throat> so I'm going to go Fiona. I think Fiona's probably like too easy a choice. I think there's probably a better one out there, but. You know, I'm a basic, I'm a basic bro, you know? I don't know if there is, I mean, that's not who I chose, but I feel like I kind of agree with you where it's like, there's these three pillars and they were all great in their sections. I went with Holly J, I would say is a pillar as well. It's interesting how this version of Degrassi is a really, really led by the female characters. Yeah. Because also, um, Claire. Yeah. Those are the main characters of the show. Yeah, and like the earlier iterations had a lot of strong female characters, but they also had strong male characters. So it was like a little this bit more not. balance. And I really, this yeah, I really don't feel like they have very strong male characters right now because you don't really give a shit about Sav. He and would then, be the only one, too. Yeah, he would be yeah. like the only possible option. And then it's like Drew and they, I mean, they tried I, a little bit with Adam, but not that much. And then there's I guess Adam. Um, Riley, who we don't give a shit about, oh, despite God. how much time they give him. Adam, I guess, would be like the maybe, the one. but even then, yeah, it's like in service. Adam to doesn't Fiona. get to have like all the other episodes. Yeah, it's been a lot in service. Of oh, Fiona but recently. also, oh, but also, we're forgetting about Eli. Oh God, yes, we are forgetting about Eli. But this this is dominated by the the female characters, and for, it really is. For the best. It really is. Um, so I went with Allie. That was my gut instinct was oh to God. go with Allie. I felt like She's she great. was just so great. She's and great. I just loved her immediately in it. So happy to have her back at school. 
Happy to have her back mm-hmm. crusading. Not super psyched about this, like, Drew reconciliation that's definitely coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, lock up the boys. Boiler Room Bandari's back in town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boiler Room Bandari back in town. I will say also, to piggyback on, on Allie, her dad really seems to be, like, in a good place. Yes, I think that they're I'm hoping that they have a lot better of a relationship now. Me too. Like, I think that that last episode really um, and her running away did a lot. So I'm hoping that it gets better. Well, goddamn, Rach, it's great to have you back in the States. And guess what? We have two people to welcome to the room. Oh, my God. I can't even believe it. It's 11 then, but we're going to try. I'm going to do my best. It is so good to see you, Rachel. You were in the New Zealand, Australia, right? The city (laughs) of New Zealand in Australia, the country. Oh, my God. Must have been (laughs) so nice at the heaven. Did you see any Mm -hmm. kangaroos or wallabies? Oh, I love it to see the wallabies in New Zealand. Did you see a Peter Jackson? I did not oh, see Peter Jackson, I love a- but I did. I did go to the Weta Workshop, which is the company that does all the special effects for like all the Lord of the Ring movies, and they've done it for a shitload of other oh, movies. Oh my so. goodness gracious! So I got to see all the cool stuff that they make. Oh, I imagine you see all of the cooler things. And did you have any pizza while you were there? Did you? Have I a- did. I did have some pizza. In the pizza. It was okay. It's not as good as an Italian pizza. No, 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 and it's not as good as a New York pizza. Oh, the best Italian pizzas in New York. Mm-hmm. Don't tell the Italians though. Oh, they don't mind. They know. They know. They know because they all come here to New York from Italia. Did you see? Did you see that? Have you watched? Are you caught up on Abbott Elementary? Who are you talking to here? You talking to me? <laughs> I haven't seen. Pat. I haven't seen a lot of Abbott Elementary. I do love the show. It is a very, 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 very funny show. Did you see that one with the educator of the year, where they were trying to make everyone seem very like worldly, and they're like Italian American Melissa Schimenti. I did to see that. I love a Melissa Schimenti. She's a beautiful Italian woman on the TV show. I give a kiss. Um, uh, but like a this, like a chef's a kiss not the oh, kiss yeah. kiss like a owen would do he would wrap her up in his no. arms and give her a, no, un- be terrible. a be kiss terrible. a unconsensual kiss and it would be disgusting i don't that's like the word it. unconsensual <laughs> that's what this is un- unconsensual unconsensual not to talk to me about the, my words i'm a, this is not my second language it's true it's true this is not the, my first language i speak italian first bellissima <laughs> So you ready to welcome some you people know, into this room? You know all of my Italian words, Bellissima, uh-huh. Arrivederci, <laughs> Mamma Mia. <laughs> you know me speaking Italian. Pursuit. Hey, Scunagil. <laughs> all right. All right. So first person we have to welcome into this room for a long time, even before. You were gone. I haven't been here for a long time. Mm-mm. So give me a minute to enjoy myself because it's not that I'm sorry, I'm I like sorry. it to come back and to see everybody on the podcast. And also everybody talking about the Super Mario Brothers because in Italian. <laughs> They're oh, plumbers. The They're plumbers from Brooklyn. And Yoshi is a dinosaur. All right, let's do it. Who am I, who am I talking to? Kiki. Kiki, oh my goodness, it is a so 
good to have a Kiki. Oh, my goodness. We have but a... I don't think it's Kirsten Cohen. No, oh, Kiki. <laughs> Are you talking about the Kiki? I do. This is my impression of Caleb Nichol. Ready? This is how I say it. Caleb Nichol says, Kiki. Oh, Kiki. Juju. Sanford. <laughs> Kiki, oh, this is so good. Kirsten the Cohen to have you on the show. Kiki, we love to have you. We have all the episodes of the OC in a room. If you want to have any, put a suck on a door. You have a perfectly controlled temperature. It's going to be so good. You're going to have the best time. Do you want to have a scallion? I'll give you a scallion. Do you want to have... <laughs> Maybe some of the people like to eat the scallions. You chop them up, and then you can eat them with the Dorito. You ever have that? <laughs> No, I've never had that. You never had a scallion Dorito? No. Oh my goodness. Man, I gotta try it now. I think a Kiki was. I, I gotta say, when you you said something about Kiki Juju before I started watching the OC a month ago and Who then said I started it? watching me? it. You uh, Pat, oh, sorry, Pat said it to me. And then I could never get it out of my head. It was just in my head <laughs> constantly while watching a Kiki Juju. I want to have a Kiki who is on the show is is in the room. One of the new mm-hmm. uh, uh, broomheads coming into the room. This is Kiki Thomas. Kiki, this is not, uh, it's not the Kiki, Kirsten Cohen. Uh, Kiki Thomas. Oh, so good to have mm-hmm. a Kiki Thomas. Also, Kiki mm-hmm. D. Maybe Kiki Thomas sing, Don't go breaking in my heart. I couldn't <laughs> if I tried. That's another Kiki I know. Kiki D. from sing, mm-hmm. She's singer with the Elton John. Don't go breaking my yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't if I tried. Yeah, da, da, da. Nobody knows it. Nobody knows it. That's a how I sing it. All right, Kiki, so happy to have you. We love you, Kiki. And is the next person uh, Juju? No, <laughs> be too good. Um, no, we have Ashley K, who is Ashley Kennedy. Oh, not like, Ashley Kerwin, like a John Kennedy, mm-hmm. the famous president. Yes, the famous president. <laughs> The honestly, one. he the would only be, one. Honestly, he would be one of the most famous of presidents. But the Ashley, yeah, yeah he's a well-known one. Ashley, yeah. it is a, so nice to have you come into the room. You are named after Degrassi royalty, Ashley Kerwin. She's a Degrassi royalty, one of the great characters. Even if you don't like her, she is on the Mount of Rushmore of a Degrassi, the next generation. I know nobody wants to say it, nobody wants to admit it, but it is a true. She is on the Mount Rushmore, but only if the Mount of Rushmore had 26 people. It is a so <laughs> nice to have you, Ashley. Come on in to the room. We're going to close that door. We're going to put a sock on it, and you're going to boogie, woogie, woogie in the room if you want to. If you want to sit in a corner and a read, you can also just sit in a corner and a read. It is up to you. Mm-hmm. That is what the room is all about. You'd be yourself. Mm-hmm. Do what you like. You do. And that's be you. You eat those scallions and on so the Doritos. I'm having a wonderful time and I'd rather be a whistling in the dark. That's a day might to be giant song. Hey, Sandy, that's it for you. <laughs> anyway, it is so good to see you, Rachel. So good to have, to have yeah, you Yeah, good back to see you, Mr. Del Rossi. In the States. I, of course, am in Italia. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get out of here, speak Italian to all of my people. I'm going to say Arrivederci. I'm going to say Bellissima. Scootin' <laughs> I'm going to say Salam. <laughs> and Provolone. And I'm Parmesan. Say, oh, all of the things Spaghetti. I say. Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say all of the things I say. Ravioli. Buongiorno. Ravioli. Mm-hmm. 
You're going to say bonjourno uh, and digiorno. Bonjourno and the Papa John's, I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're more of a Papa John's guy than a digiorno guy. Yeah, Papa John's. Papa John Shetta, he's a son of a bitch. Fuck him. <laughs> Fucking the Trump supporting asshole. Anyway, it is a nice to be here in the show. I love to see you. I love it to see all of the friends. But especially today, I love it to see a Kiki. And I love it to see Ashley K. Ashley Kennedy. And Juju. And Juju and Sanford. <laughs> he called him something else that was like not Sanford at some point. And I was just like, Caleb right, Nichols Caleb. the best. <laughs> Do you love Caleb Nichols? He's also an ugly Betty, that actor. I know. He's a very similar character. Do you love Julie Cooper Nichol? Yeah, she's great. Best character. Julie Cooper Nickel. Julie Cooper Nickel Cooper. Kiki. Roberts. <laughs> Kiki. Julia Roberts. Kiki Juju. Anyway. I like that she starts calling Kirsten Kiki after, yeah. after she makes Caleb Nickel. She calls her Keeks, yeah. right? Doesn't she call her Keeks? She calls her Keeks sometimes, and then another time she's like, Kiki. <laughs> Taylor Townsend also started calling Kirsten Cohen Kiki. What are you? Where are you at Taylor Townsend? Uh, she's annoying, but she's funny. She just managed to get the the divorce with the French guy. Yeah, she's one of my most beloved characters. She's a lot. I think you're going to get there. Anyway. Summers of Brown. Oh, with Chris Pratt. With yes. Shay. 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 <laughs> Good stuff. Shay's great too. Yeah. Anyway. It was like Everwood days. Yeah. What was his name on Bright Everwood? Abbott. Bright Abbott. Bright. That's right. God damn, you're good, Rich. <laughs> Never forget Bright Abbott. What was his sister's name, though? No, I don't remember. I can picture her face, and her name in real life is Emily. Yeah, Emily. <laughs> Emily something. What's her, what's her name in the show? She had to be an Abbott. Yeah, she's something Abbott. Ephraim and... Elena. Anyway, we're not going to keep the broomheads to to, to think about. No. They're all yelling at us. It's fucking going so and so. We love you guys. Happy to be back. Julia's the dead mom. Yeah. Jeez, I don't remember that either. What was her name? Doc Abbott. All right, we gotta go. Tell the broomheads. <laughs> we to go. Good night. Good night. And, and grilled cheese, definitely. And grilled cheese, definitely. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank. What is thank that? Thank you. What is that? Thank you. Thank, thank you. <laughs> stupid. We're out of practice. Thank you. Yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll be right, right back in it. I was up above it. <laughs> Amy. Amy Abbott. That doesn't even sound right to me. <laughs> <laughs>